Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This morning, vaccination milestone. New South Wales smashes its 90% double-dose target with the reward on offer today. Roadmap planning light at the end of the tunnel for fully vaccinated Queenslanders. Manhunt underway, police search for the offenders after a deadly Melbourne hit and run. And wild weather warning, the east coast set for a drenching. Months of rain expected in coming days. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. New South Wales has reached another major vaccination milestone. More than 90% of residents over 16 have now received both doses of a COVID jab. The next hurdle will be reaching 95% when the unvaccinated are allowed the same freedoms as those who were fully jabbed. Who would have believed back in February this year that uh, the community of New South Wales would uh, answer that clarion call to get vaccinated, put their arms forward in such great numbers? To celebrate the milestone, nearly 200 clubs across the state will offer customers a free beer today. Queensland has announced another step on their path out of the pandemic, with restrictions easing once the state reaches 80% double vaccinated. Rules will be lifted for restaurants, cinemas and stadiums, but the unvaccinated will be banned from most venues from December 17. I think people want to be able to go to a, a music festival or a stadium or a cafe or a restaurant and know the people who are around them are fully vaccinated. State's mask mandate could be scrapped as early as today. Australia's drug regulator has given pre-approval to another antiviral treatment. AstraZeneca has developed a new antibody cocktail. It can be given as a preventative measure, but also to reduce the chance of severe disease and death. Virus experts say antiviral drugs, including COVID pills, are the key to managing the disease and hospital admissions. Police are on the hunt for two people after a deadly hit and run in Melbourne's southeast. A 44-year-old road worker was killed in the incident at Carrum Downs and his workmate was critically injured. The man behind the wheel and another who drove him away are on the run. It's just a callous cold act. It's the act of a coward. If you're in an accident, you stay at the scene. Um, in, the, in this day and age, though, nothing surprises me. Security cameras captured the moment the driver looked straight at his victims and then left the scene. The Prime Minister will announce today a new $1 billion fund to drive low emissions technology. Let's go live to political reporter Rob Scott in Canberra. Good morning, Rob. It's the latest funding package on the back of Scott Morrison's net zero commitment. 
Yeah, it is, Jody. And the government hopes that the fund will help to turbocharge investment in Australian companies, helping them to come up with new and innovative ways to combat climate change. $500 million of it will come from taxpayers, with the other $500 million from private sector investors. Scott Morrison says the aim of the fund is to provide support to small technology-focused startups that often struggle to access finance, helping to get those businesses off the ground. It ties in beautifully with the Prime Minister's low emissions mantra that technology, not taxes, will get Australia to that target of net zero by 2050. Now, he'll outline more details today as he continues his week-long tour of marginal seats in Victoria and in New South Wales, a pre-election campaign blitz that yesterday saw him visiting several Melbourne businesses emerging from a lockdown, making gnocchi and even getting a haircut. Jody. As you do. Okay, thanks, Rob. Treasurer Josh Frydenberg has praised disgraced Victorian MP Tim Smith for his decision to leave Parliament. Mr Frydenberg described him as a dedicated and passionate member of the Liberal Party. Smith announced his departure from state politics after crashing his car into a fence while more than two times the legal alcohol limit. Detectives investigating the abduction of WA girl Cleo Smith are now focusing on the car of her accused kidnapper Terence Kelly. Meanwhile, an archived interview has surfaced, revealing Kelly was given away at age two by his drug-addicted mother. I looked at him and this little boy, um, God was giving me something back into my life. His mum didn't want him and she threw him away. Police have hosed down rumours they're looking for a mystery woman, saying Kelly remains their only suspect. If you're searching for work, there's never been a better time to apply, according to job website Seek. The number of job ads has surged this month, with the company recording the highest total in its 23-year history. But the number of applications per ad has dropped by more than 5%. Australia's east coast is being told to brace for nasty weather. Warnings are in place for parts of New South Wales, Victoria and Queensland, with heavy rain and thunderstorms forecast for the rest of the week. Some parts of Queensland could be hit with three times their average November rainfall in just three days. One of the biggest names in Australian music is opting to rest his voice and put his feet to work. ARIA award winner Guy Sebastian is embarking on an epic mission walking 500 kilometres from Wagga Wagga to Sydney. The marathon trek will raise funds for mental health support. After a roller coaster of COVID cancellations, Moulin Rouge the musical is finally opening in Melbourne this week. The cast and crew are ready to welcome an audience of 1,500 people each night at the Regent Theatre. The stage is set and the curtains are ready to open. I get goosebumps thinking about when the first audience are going to see it. I, you know, in, on Broadway it went wild mm. when theatre returned and I don't think Australia's seen anything quite like this production. Moulin Rouge the musical has been a raging success on Broadway, winning 10 Tony Awards, including Best Musical. It's like the movie on steroids. It's just like non-stop fun and joy and laughter. But its introduction here has faced one drama after another. We had to get out of Sydney really, really quickly the week before we were supposed to because 
Sydney was closing down. I got in my car, packed my stuff, went to the border, got my exemption, hotel quarantine for a couple of weeks. The anticipation for opening now is even greater because we've been starved of the arts. It's been three months since the show was first scheduled to open. 54 performances have had to be cancelled due to COVID. Opening night is now just three nights away. And the cast can't quite believe it. It's <laughs> surreal. Absolutely surreal. Yeah. But um, kind of like liberating, you know. We, we're so ready for this. Christy Cooper, 7 News. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones is down this morning. The Nasdaq is also lower. In London, the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX lost. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed down. Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose. The All Lords finished slightly lower, as did the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,831 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 82 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 73.73 US cents, 83 Japanese yen, and a dollar three New Zealand. The FBI has joined the investigation into the Astro World Music Festival tragedy, which left eight people dead and hundreds injured. The criminal probe into the deadly crowd crush has been expanded, with the Bureau providing technical assistance to police investigators in Texas. Meantime, more lawsuits have been filed, claiming rapper Travis Scott and other organisers put profits over safety. After six months in orbit, SpaceX's Dragon capsule has landed safely back on Earth, splashing down off the coast of Florida. The four astronauts spent a few minutes bobbing in the water before being hauled back to a waiting boat. The explorers were stretched out while they found their land legs again. New research suggests there's an optimal time to fall asleep when it comes to heart health. A UK study has found falling asleep at the right time each night can lower your risk of developing heart disease. The sweet spot for nodding off is between 10 and 11pm. The study suggests an earlier or later bedtime is more likely to disrupt the body clock, which can have a negative effect on cardiovascular health. An IVF mix-up has left two families in the US devastated after they discovered their baby girls were not their own. Let's go live now to US correspondent Tim Lester. Good morning, Tim. This would be such an ordeal for the parents. And, and Jody, they are now describing here in Los Angeles, at least one set of parents are describing their confusion as their baby girl was born but had a darker complexion and darker hair than they'd expected. For one California couple, a life-changing mistake altered their dream of having a child. It's a truly impossible nightmare. Daphna Cardinale says she carried her child via IVF to term. She and her husband, Alexander, raising a baby girl for months, only to discover the child was not theirs. The heartbreak and confusion cannot be understated. Unable to conceive their second child on their own, the couple had turned to the California Centre for Reproductive Health to freeze their embryos and get in vitro fertilisation. Following one failed attempt, the second procedure worked. But like, just, that's it. I'm, I'm settled and done. My life is perfect. After the baby's birth, the couple began suspecting the child was not theirs. The moment our second daughter was born, should have been among the happiest of my life. But I immediately felt shaken and confused as to why I didn't recognize her. A DNA test confirming their worst fears. 
the child that Daphna birthed was not related to either Daphna or Alexander. Instead of breastfeeding my own child, I breastfed and bonded with a child I was later forced to give away. The embryo belonged to a stranger who had delivered and been raising their baby. Both couples later went to court and legally exchanged children, but they could not get the time back. We missed an entire year of our daughter's life. The Cardinales filing a lawsuit against California Centre for Reproductive Rights and the doctor involved, saying the centre failed to deliver, botching the IVF process. The IVF clinic has not responded to the allegations, calling it a traumatic experience. The Cardinales are now healing and working to bond with their biological child. Daphne Cardinale says the hardest thing she's ever done in her life is try to explain to her seven-year-old daughter that the baby she'd bonded with was not, in fact, her sister. Jodie. Very difficult case. OK, thanks, Tim. Prince Charles has joined commuters in England's north to ride the Metro. The Prince took the journey in Newcastle to mark the 40th anniversary of the service. The visit comes almost 40 years to the day after the Metro was officially opened by his mother, the Queen. As Prince Charles increases his number of royal engagements, the Queen has returned to Windsor after a trip to Sandringham. Her Majesty's last in-person public appearance was three weeks ago. Since then, she's only carried out light duties after doctors advised her to rest. An electronic implant that offers pain relief without side effects is giving hope to rheumatoid arthritis sufferers. It was developed by Australian researchers. If successful, it could reduce or even eliminate the need for damaging drugs. A tiny device which could make a huge difference for half a million Australians living with rheumatoid arthritis. It's a fantastic feeling that uh, creating a real solution for real problems uh, and this problem is very close to home. Her auntie Karen Morgan was diagnosed 22 years ago. The disease attacks the body's joints making everyday tasks excruciating. You feel tired, when things get um, sore, they only, only get sore, they get stiff. Developed at Melbourne's Bionic Institute, the thumbnail-sized instrument is implanted in the abdomen during keyhole surgery and wraps around the vagus nerve. The device delivers electricity to increase the activity of the nerve to activate this, uh, the body's natural anti-inflammatory reflex. The disease is usually treated with a cocktail of drugs. They affect your immune system, basically kills it. I have to have blood tests at the moment every nine months because it can um, damage your internal organs. With this device, patients won't have to take daily medication and will no longer have to cope with damaging side effects. They're hoping to take the device to clinical trials in just two years. I would love to get involved and give it a try. Melina Saris, 7 News. In sport, Aussie cricket great Matt Hayden says Australia won't be in danger when they tour at Pakistan next year. Now Pakistan's batting coach, Hayden believes the tour will go ahead despite foreign affairs advising Australians not to travel there due to a high terror threat. Glenn Maxwell isn't sure whether he will tour Pakistan, not over safety concerns, but due to his long-delayed wedding. NRL players face being locked out of Queensland if they don't get the COVID jab. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk ruled all players must be vaccinated to work there, like Victoria. The NRL says they will comply with the rules, but they won't enforce a vaccine mandate. 
We've always said, we'll adhere to the public health order. So if the public health order is you can't enter the stadium unless you've been vaccinated, then those players won't be able to train and play. Around 20 players are still refusing vaccines, including Melbourne's Nelson Asofa Solomona. The Players Association has proposed unvaccinated players could be docked, pay or sacked if they can't train or play. In the AFL, the future of a Carlton player is in doubt after refusing to be vaccinated. The unnamed player is the only one at the club who hasn't agreed to be jabbed and is the first to refuse the jab. Carlton are working with the player before pre-season training begins in the coming weeks. The AFL has mandated all players and staff need to be vaccinated to be allowed into clubs and stadiums. Wheelchair tennis legend Dylan Alcott will retire after January's Australian Open. After 23 Grand Slam titles and four Paralympic gold medals, Alcott has decided to call it a day. The 30-year-old has played a huge role in changing perceptions on athletes and sport. Life-changing, hopefully for a lot of people. And it's set the standard of how athletes with a disability should be treated because we are worthy. Allcott's business and media commitments led him to the decision. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. A baby sloth has made an uncharacteristically speedy arrival at London Zoo. Terry the two-toed sloth surprised zookeepers with its sudden appearance, considering the species is famous for taking things slowly. The tiny tot, whose sex is not yet known, was born to six-time mum Marilyn. Zookeepers say mother and baby are both doing well. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, troughs and low pressure will lead to widespread rain, showers and storms, some heavy over South Australia, eastern WA, the Northern Territory, Queensland and northeastern New South Wales. A trough and front will bring gusty showers to eastern New South Wales, Victoria and Tasmania. A heat trough over western WA will keep skies clear. Around the capitals today, showers in Brisbane, heading for a top of 28 degrees. Showers developing, 25 in Sydney. Showers and 20 in Canberra. Rain easing in Melbourne, 15 degrees the top. Showers in Hobart, heading for 14. A possible early shower in Adelaide, 20. Sunny and 23 degrees in Perth. And a shower or two, 34 degrees in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Wednesday, the 10th of November. 